Hey there, sports fans. Erica L. Ayala here, your founder of Black Rosie Media. And I want to tee you up for a conversation that I had with Jessica McDonald, Jess Mack, Jay Mack from Racing Louisville. This is the 10th season of the National Women's Soccer League. Jessica McDonald has been in all 10 seasons for a few different clubs. And she recently took to social media to celebrate her own 150 plus caps. That's right. For those who are soccer fans, you probably know that in soccer or football, depending on where you are in the world, you are celebrated at 50 caps or matches played at 100 caps, 150, every 50 caps essentially. And for whatever reason, Jessica McDonald had not been celebrated despite having played at the time of her tweet 158 games in the National Women's Soccer League. Now, this stirred up in me a few things and really goes back to the heart of why Black Rosie Media exists anyway. Black people in sports media often are overshadowed by other events or not even celebrated for the milestones that we regularly see celebrated for, if we're being honest, white athletes. So this is my conversation with Jess McDonald about how she took her legacy into her own hands. But don't worry, we're hoping that we at Black Rosie Media can connect J-Mac with some awesome designers that can help her come up with an idea where she can celebrate 150 caps and beyond because now we're marching towards 200. I hope you enjoy this interview over on Black Rosie Media with Jessica McDonald of Racing Louisville of the NWSL. It's it's honestly, it's been quite a journey. I have been in, in the NWSL all 10 years since day one. And all the while I've been a mom as well since day one and it's it's been really amazing to share this journey with my son since the first day and i had realized that a lot of my friends have gotten celebrated their between like their 50th cap for regular seasons in the nwsl to their 100th cap in the nwsl for regular season uh games played and then like 150 and i'm like i had to have hit at least at least 50, if not 100, if not, I'm close to or past 150 by this point, And I haven't been celebrating any of that. And so I felt a little left out. And finally, about a week or two ago, whenever I hit Twitter, I was like, can someone figure out how many regular season games I've played? Because I tried Googling myself and which was kind of weird, honestly, because I've never really done that before. And I, I tried counting the amount of regular season games that I played, but all the numbers were all different. And I'm like, okay, can someone just figure out the exact number, please? So I'm not losing my mind here. And so someone finally came at me and I'm like, okay, those numbers actually look right. That's That seems right. And it was at 158. And I was heartbroken a little bit because of, you know, I've, I feel like I have kind of left my mark here in this league and felt as if that I deserved a little more appreciation than what I've gotten, which was yeah. nothing. And so I was like, forget it. I'll celebrate myself. And then Lavender Legion kind of took it into their own hands and celebrated 159. So I'm like, hey, at least, you know, somebody recognized something. And 
I think that every athlete, no matter what sport you play at, at, obviously at the pro level, you should be celebrated for the milestones that you've gone through. I mean, I just saw in sports center that Steph Curry just hit his 500 three pointer. I'm like, okay, if we can, if we can count how many three pointers Steph Curry's hitting, we can count how many freaking games that I've played. And so the fact that it's so difficult to find it online, it's kind of unacceptable because we're professional athletes too. And I'm like, how come I can't find how many games I've played? But hey, I can easily Google how many three-pointers Steph Curry's hit in his career. So I just think that, um, you know, we deserve better. We deserve, you know, all the grace and glory for our milestones, not just myself, but, you know, those who haven't been celebrated in this league. So I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. And so I hit my 100th with the courage. I hit my 150 with the courage. And I've seen them celebrate some of my friends and I've seen them not celebrate some of my friends. And so I think that this is a recognition that I think that program can honestly change because it goes a long way. It really does. And we feel so much more appreciated as players when things like that are recognized because this is not an easy journey. You know, we've been broke most of the time since we've been playing here. The least you can do is give us some recognition on, you know, the blood, sweat and tears that we put into this league. And so um, I just thought it was just so amazing of the Lavender Legion to, you know, give me flowers and balloons and, and gift cards for my son and I. And I'm just so appreciative of of these fans. And they've been just absolutely amazing, even just celebrating my milestone. But obviously, just since I've been here in Louisville, they have been absolutely amazing. And it's been really amazing to be a part of the Lavender family, honestly. One of the things that that I know and I've known about your career for some years is that you're somewhat of a journeywoman, you know, and, and kind of following that career and playing with a, a bunch of different clubs, um, you know, is, is definitely an aspect of your story. That being said, there's an underlying thing that we see that happens in women's sports where we're, we're not always keeping records or keeping on top of records, to your point. Um, and I'm going to put this on me, uh, and you can say or not say whatever you want, obviously, you know, but, um, I also noticed that when it comes to black firsts, it takes often a lot of time to figure out who those black firsts were. I mean, everyone thinks to like hidden figures and stuff like that. And myself included, I didn't even know that story until that movie came out or thinking about in ice hockey, Willie O'Ree or, um, when you think of that and that there are people that go through that just in life and certainly in sport, what are the ways that you would like to see the NWSL in particular, or maybe even generally sport be able to make sure that they're not missing the opportunities to celebrate the firsts, um, including those that are from communities that we often don't see in particular sports or sports spaces? Yeah, it's it's not even just an NWSL thing. I, I feel like it's just a an American thing, honestly. Because if we if we look back on elementary school, you know, our history books. I mean, we learn about Black history. We only hear about Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, you know, and um, Rosa Parks. That's what about it, really? I like give me a little more here. And so I didn't even learn about black history, like full on black history until I hit college. I went to University of North Carolina, learned that slaves built the school. And I'm like, okay, this is freaking awesome. First and foremost, 
Secondly, tell me more. I need to know more because the only history lessons that I've ever gotten was from my own grandmother. You know, she's old school. She's from Alabama. So she grew up in the South where times were hard. You know, she was living through a time where, you know, there were white water fountains and black water fountains. And so I got to have a little piece of that history. And so it starts there. Honestly, it starts in schools. It starts at home. It starts, you know, from our family members because, Black history in general, it's never really celebrated. And so I think things are starting to be a little more recognized. Now all of a sudden Juneteenth is a holiday as of what, a year ago? And it's always been a thing since <laughs> I feel like 1865, come on. You know what I mean? So yeah. like we're just now dipping our toe in here, recognizing, you know, black people who should have had the recognition a long time ago. And so I think this is something that starts within our nation, not just NWSL, but just everywhere, really. And so that's just kind of the issues that that we have nowadays, because I mean, you're thinking, you think of inventions, you know, people don't even know that a black person invented the stoplight, the toilet. I mean, it's a long list of things that no one really knows about. And that's because we aren't taught these things. Mm. And we get the credit that we truly deserve as black people and the intelligence that we truly have within our culture. We just don't get the recognition because since day one, you know, we are these bad people, you know, they see us as people who are uneducated and all these other negative things. Whereas we have risen to the top and we have risen to the top literally since day one. And we don't, we don't hear about it. And so these are things that truly need to be recognized nationwide, not just within the WSL, but for everybody. And so I truly believe from the bottom of my heart, one day that's going to change because right now we're speaking to one another. We're speaking on you know, these things that are issues within our nation. And so I think, you know, we continue to talk about it, you know, even outside this conversation, people have to know these things. You know, I'm, I'm telling, I've been telling things to my 10 year old son. He's just like, what? Are you kidding me? Grandma went through what? And I'm like, son, you haven't heard anything yet. You know, wow. you just wait till you're a grown man when you understand these things. And so um, just being able to teach my son, teaching our youth, you know, and so that's when, that's where we have to start. We have to start with the youth and make our, make our way on up. Wow. I mean, you gave so much there and there are like so many tangents that I want to go on, but we'll, we'll maybe save that for another conversation. But I love that you brought it back to your grandmother. You know, you mentioned Alabama, you mentioned North Carolina, and then you mentioned education. And so I'm going to try to take us quickly through a, a timeline here, because I think those are important things to elevate when you're talking about, you know, UNC and when we're lo looking at how critical race theory is or isn't playing out throughout the country um, and, you know, some of what has happened even in African-American studies programs throughout the country as well, including in North Carolina. I, went, I didn't go to UNC, I went to Elon, but, uh, you know, just knowing that history there, um, I, there, there's just so much. And I love that you rooted this in education and that you have this opportunity through your son to share not just family history, but our history as Americans and our history as Black Americans. I absolutely love that. And I just wanted to uplift that before switching it on you. And I said, I wanted to keep it uplifting because we could definitely go in a lot of negative places with that, especially with- Hold on. I mean, it's, I mean, what are we even talking about? You, we had to have a moment of silence this weekend because of some of these things that continue to perpetuate in 2022, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and while I, I always think it's important to hold space for that, 
I, I know that that's not our only story. So Jess, I want to, I want to flip the script on you, you, whether it's just learning from your grandmother or learning alongside your son, what are some of your favorite black firsts? Um, it can be in anything in sport, in education, you know, just in your family, but what are some of the stories that, that, that those black joy stories that really stand out to you? Man, the first thing that just came to mind when you asked me that, honestly, man, Barack Obama, man. I mean, you want to talk about breaking barriers? That dude was the first. And I celebrated like crazy. I'm pretty sure I annoyed a lot of my friends and that man president. And that was just obviously something historical, something that our young black men can have somebody to honestly look up to. You don't have to just be a rapper. You don't have to just be a professional athlete. Look, we have a freaking black president. This is dope. And then our first lady being the first black first lady. And now we have, you know, one in office now as our vice president. It doesn't get any better than that. And so we're still continuing to break barriers. So I just want to start off with Barack Obama and, you know, our, our lady in office now too. And so it's just been absolutely amazing to witness it in my lifetime and it's it's sad that I'm witnessing in my lifetime because you know it's you know in the 2000s right now whereas you know we've been breaking barriers since a very long time hundreds of years honestly and so Barack Obama definitely sticks out to me and I just think that it's it's a great example for our young black men that hey Literally, you can be anything. If you want to be president of the freaking United States, please believe you can do that too. Don't think that we just have this one path in life or letting somebody tell you that you can't do or be something. You can definitely do and be anything that you want to be. I mean, look at this man here. He's setting the example, the prime example for obviously Black America. And so we're just working our way up the chain right now. So I have to give a shout out to, to Barack Obama, honestly, because that was definitely a teardropper when he became president. And I thought it was just such a beautiful thing for our nation, honestly, because, you know, sometimes we got to mix, mix some things up. And so <laughs> we just, we, we can start off being the president of the United States. So that's just the beginning of it all, honestly. Hey, I absolutely love that. But again, let's take it back to your story because, you know, now people are seeing your journey and the journey of a lot more, not just black athletes in this particular league, the NWSL in its 10th season, but also athletes representing other cultures and countries. And it's amazing to see. And, and you know, it is an opportunity also for there to be, um, someone that's inspired by your journey. And um, that's why I thought that it was, I, I can imagine that it was hard and you said it was kind of weird to Google yourself, but I'm glad that you did that um, because sometimes we have to tell our own story. There's this African proverb that, that it goes something like, you know, we only ever hear the hunter's story, but we have to tell the lion's story. Um, and I think you did that and you took that opportunity and really have empowered other people to stand in their truth and be proud and own their accomplishments. Um, what would you say to, to people who are watching your journey and maybe trying to figure out how they can navigate in a space that doesn't always reflect who they are or where they come from or their history. Um, and, and what would you say about just that, about stepping in and owning your space within places that maybe don't always reflect yourself? Ooh, 
where do I even start there? I mean, like growing up playing soccer, which is considered predominantly a white sport in the United States. I mean, there were loads of tournaments where I was the only black girl out there. And my grandmother taught me to be proud of being black. Always show up, show out. If someone calls me a name on the field, only way I can prove them wrong and shut them up is by my actions on the field. Don't react. And so that's kind of the pride that I've always had to show throughout my life, not just on the soccer field, but just as a black woman in general. And so I truly believe that your life in the past and how you grow up, you can grow up poor or rich. That doesn't define you where you take your journey in your life. That's what's going to define you, define your character. And so me growing up in sort of a, a broken home, I truly believe that you can be inspired even if no one else is supporting you. Because there were times where, you know, my circle got smaller and smaller. You know, I, I became a pro athlete. I fully ruptured my patellar tendon and it was a two-year recovery. My surgeon told me that I was never going to play soccer again or play at a high level of sports again. Mm -hmm. It was going to be tough to gain you know, all abilities that I had. So according to science, I'm not even supposed to be where I'm at today. Mm. So that's just a prime example of, hey, we go through crap. You know, life gets hard. We go through adversity. Everybody does, no matter who you are, no matter how much money you have, no matter how broke you are, we all go through it at some point in our lives. But we're not put on this earth if we couldn't get through those things in life. And so I think I'm just sort of a, a walking testimony with all of that from a broken home to injury to becoming a single mom all while being a professional athlete and being the only mom on the USA Women's National Team winning the World Cup. Hey, you wanna talk about breaking barriers? Please believe you can do all things if you put your mind to it. And if you have a goal, you set it and you do not stop until you get there. I love it. I love it. So much inspiration. But, you know, there's something, like I said, I was tracking that Twitter thread. It brought up a lot in me. But like I said, we're going to focus on the happy. We're going to focus on the celebratory. So I know that Lavender Legion hooked you up for the 159th cap that just happened over the weekend. But you also promised that there would be some celebrations. So I don't know, Jess, let, let us know. J-Mag, what do you have planned? Like, how are we going all out? <laughs> okay. Let me know your opinion. So. Okay, I can go to the public with this. I don't really care, honestly. So <laughs> I thought of getting pieces of each jersey together. So just like pieces of each team that I have played for and putting it all together as one jersey and getting 150 on the back with my last name. Okay. What do you think about that? I'm collecting all the logos that you can hot press. So on each piece of the jersey, so if like, I played for Houston Dash one year. So if I get like a piece of Houston jersey here, it'll be like orange with their logo on it. Little piece of, you know, Portland Thorns right here, logo. I, NC Courage here, logo. So a little piece of each team that I've played for in my 100th and 150th um, career games, regular season games. I thought just like piecing them all together. And then I, like this. I just need to figure out who can do that for me. How do I go about doing it? Okay. I, that, that's the idea that I have though. Okay. And 
I need to reach out and see who can do something all like right, that. All right, we're going to do this. See, now now this is why we came with, this is why we have Black Rosie Media because oh. that sounds fly. <laughs> that sounds dope AF. I love it because as I mentioned earlier in, the, in our chat, like a part of your story, your legacy is that you are this journey woman and you've been able to be with this league and be with a lot of different teams. Some, some that aren't even around anymore. <laughs> so I love that callback. I think the history, I mean, we've talked about history in so many different ways. So I love that. I think there's so many dope ways that you can do that. I think that would be fresh. You know what I also think, and we're going to, we're going to get you some designers. Cause like, I know some people that might be able to hook you up with some, some like prototypes. So we're going to get, we're going to hook you up here. I think what also could be dope and maybe, or maybe we do both. Like, why not? Like we, we got, we got a lot of milestones to celebrate. So we might as well go, you know, like, I don't know if you saw those, um, like WNBA letter letterman jackets that they had. And then they had specialty patches for each one. Like Cheryl Swoops, she had the first ever women's basketball shoe. So she had a shoe design. Tina Thompson was known for her red lips. So she had, you know, that little patch. Like we're yeah. gonna okay. So the campaign is keep J Mac fresh. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like the sound of it. All right, all right. So we're gonna circle back. We're going to okay. circle back. I'm going to, I'm going to put out the feels. We're going to put out the, the uh, written and also some of the video element. And we're going to get a call. We're going to do a call and response style, just, you know, for the culture, we're going to get okay. some folks to hook you up and keep J Mac fresh. <laughs> I'm so down, please. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, that is about time. We went over by a few minutes, but J Mac, anything else that you want to say to all of your fans, not just Lavender Legion again, who was able to be there with you uh, this weekend, but over time, you know, what has it meant to you to be a part of this league that's in its 10th season? We've never seen that before domestically for women's football in the United States. Last thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, just being a part of something historical has been absolutely amazing. And it's mostly important to me that my son has shared this entire journey with me, literally the entire journey with me. And for him to witness it all, the ups and the downs, the losses and the wins, um, I'm just here to set an example for him and in life, his life experiences. And just to be able to share with him has been absolutely amazing. And I could not have asked for a better son than my son, Jeremiah. So I just wanted to give him a shout out, um, even though he'll probably never listen to this, honestly. <laughs> but I don't want to give him a shout out, but I am also forever grateful for the fans. You know, with, without the fans, we wouldn't even be a league. And so we're moving our way on up. And you see that there's a pay difference from today in comparison to the first day. I mean, I was scraping pennies my first five, six years in this league. But that's where we paved the way as female footballers, those of us who have been here since day one. Hey, we got to start somewhere. And, and we did. And to be a part of this type of change has been absolutely amazing. But without the fans, at the end of the day, we wouldn't be a league. And so I'm just forever grateful for, for the fans and, and those who have been supporters for women's footballers since, you know, forever. And even new football fans. I have, I have people who I see out in public at restaurants, grocery stores. And with my, with my build, my physique, you know, people always ask me, what sport do you play? I was like, Oh, 
you know, I'm always like, oh, I play professional soccer. I play for Racing Louisville. But then like, oh, I never knew there was a women's pro soccer team here. Well, I'll be following. It's like we keep getting these new fans and, you know, new faces out in the stands or, you know, even new fans from afar. And so at the end of the day, I'm just I'm so proud to represent the NWSL. I'm so proud to represent black female athletes. I'm so proud to represent moms. I'm so proud. I mean, there's so many different categories here that I'm just so proud to be, be able to represent at the end of the day. And um, it's just been such a beautiful journey to be a part of. And, um, you know, I can't wait to see how this all ends up because we're, we're paving the way for the little girls who also want to be in our shoes one day. So this is a shout out to all the little girls and females who obviously want to be in our shoes one day. So don't stop. Don't stop till you get here. And you, you keep it and continue to love and have fun with the game too. I absolutely love it. I mean, this conversation was so dope. I know I've, I've spoken to you in scrums a few times, you know, with a bunch of other people, but this one-on-one was, I like to say the balm, right? There's so much going on in the world and there's so much that we have to go through as black women in the world and in sports, but I love having these conversations, getting to know you a little bit. I don't know, that whole story about you and Jeremiah being here from the beginning, I don't know, that sounds like a 30-30 for me. We might have to, you know, put that as part of the campaign Keep J-Mac fresh. <laughs> hey, ESPN. Jessica McDonald for your time. Congratulations on 50. Congratulations on 100. Congratulations on 150. And here's to 160 and beyond. Um, Such a joy and a delight to watch your career. And we wish you the best. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me as well. Appreciate it. Of course.